This is a CBC Podcast. Oh, careful, Otto. Let's sit here. Maybe you can sit on my lap, okay? That way we can make more room. I'm on a packed bus with my four-year-old son. He's on my lap. That's how full it is. The people behind me are talking about nightlife in South Korea, and the woman next to me tells me she moved here from Nigeria and is still getting used to our winters. People need the bus to get to work, to school, but Saskatoon buses have been so full lately, they can't stop to pick more people up. It's not easy to take the bus in our two big cities. It's usually easier to just drive. But surely, there has to be another way. Hey there, my name's Lindsay, and I think I have a good question. Why did the city stop using streetcars? Why did we, Lindsay? I'm Leisha Grabinski. This is Good Questions, Saskatchewan, where you tell us what you're wondering about. When I first moved here almost 15 years ago, it really felt like a driving town to me. But it seems like more and more people I know are taking transit or, you know, we're all hearing the messaging about, like, using our cars less, reducing our vehicle emissions. And it's neat to know that even 100 years ago, we had an active and pretty extensive public transit system. So why did we get rid of streetcars? If you take transit, you may have asked yourself this very question. The idea of taking streetcars feels so big city, fancy even. So why don't we still have them? My partner in curiosity, Nicole Huck, is going to help me answer Lindsay's question. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Leisha. So first, we should probably paint people a bit of a picture here. What was our streetcar system like, Nicole? Okay, I want you to picture this. So a funky old train rolling through downtown on a rail line. It's attached to an overhead electric line. And most people just hopped on because cars weren't really a thing yet. Our cities were booming. And to get around, you took the streetcar. So I actually know someone who knows a lot about this. Terry Hawkness is an amateur historian in Saskatoon, very into history, like very, very into history. He'll get going reading old Star Phoenix articles in his basement, and he'll sometimes forget what day it is. So as soon as we got this question, Nicole, I had to call him so he could reminisce about this old-timey stuff. It would be very cool if we could jump back in time and just kind of relive the whole moment, not just the streetcars, but everything, just the way, you know, people people dressed up just to go out to buy milk. Dressing up to buy milk? Leisha, just think of what we wear to work these days. <laughs> so back then, people looked good, but Terry says the roads started to become a bit of a mess. You have to remember in 1913 for us, cars are, are becoming very popular, but still a lot of people are still using horses. So if you can imagine our traffic bridge at one time had cars, streetcars, and horses and wagons all at the same time trying to cross. And of course, the traffic bridge was very narrow. So the trouble people would have had to face. A very interesting traffic jam. Yes. (laughs) Sounds inconvenient, but was it dangerous? Like, were there accidents? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Over the years... um, of course, there's accidents, there's people who are killed, they're hit by them. Uh, even in 1922, one streetcar actually missed the traffic bridge and went over the bank, crashing onto the edge of the river. Oh so there's my just goodness. lots of interesting things that have happened. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so then what happened? Okay, well, something better did come along. Two things, actually. Trolley buses. So these were on wheels instead of rail lines, and they could roll through more neighborhoods. 
And of course, cars. There were so many more cars. And trucks, right? Like, it's probably why there are so many Ford F-150s in Saskatchewan. Well, yeah, that is the million-dollar question, right? And it, it is part of the story. We'll get to that. But first, I want you to meet Saskatoon's Jeff O'Brien. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Alicia. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Nice to meet you here. Nice to see you. So, Nicole, Jeff O'Brien lives and breathes history. He's the city of Saskatoon's archivist. Why did you want to meet me here? Because we're talking about streetcars, and this is a streetcar kind of place. This is, so this is a little parklet on 14th and Temperance, and it has uh, been landscaped with uh, cobblestones and streetcar tracks dug up from underneath city streets. That's these right here? That's it, right here, yeah. That's right. Okay, so what's the story here? Why don't we have them anymore? Okay. In 1938, the uh, street railway superintendent, George Archibald, goes to a conference and he comes back all fired up about modernizing our streetcar system because the the wave of the future is trolley buses right and trolley buses are just like a bus right you drive them around you know just like a regular bus except for they're electrical they're powered by the same overhead lines but they don't use railway tracks and they're they're more comfortable they're a better ride you know easier on the on the customers also when they pick up and, and, and uh, drop off passengers, they can pull over to the street, to the, to the curb, right? Streetcars, they stop in the middle of the road. So when a streetcar stops to let people off or whatever, all the traffic stops. Drivers are getting a bit pissed off. Well, well it, but it's also the way that other cities were doing it. By 1938, um, half of the cities that had reported having street railway systems in 1924 had ditched them by 1938. So we just did what everyone else was doing? Yeah, that's, that's it, really. They were old... It'd be far too expensive to fix them, so we just started purchasing something else, trolley buses, instead. Okay, well, Regina's story is way more dramatic. Oh, they all burned up. <laughs> they burned up in a fire in 1949. So. See? Dramatic. That's Dana Turjan. She works for the city of Regina and knows a lot about the history of the city. So before the fire, it's not like things were going all that well. Rail lines were being put in areas where there were no homes yet. And no people means no tax base. So we were already in a bit of a financial mess. And it wasn't until 1927 that the city actually began to show a profit out of their streetcar lines. And then that didn't last very long because the Great Depression hit. So they did a bunch of things to try and move away from having so many lines and not enough traffic to go to them. They moved to one-man street uh, cars, so they were running with just one operator instead of two. Uh, they pulled some tracks up, which made the tracks that did exist more valuable. And then they uh, just tried to reduce service and, and kind of restrict it as much as they could to, to save as much money as they could. And then there was a fire. Yeah, 1949, when most cities were just starting to look into switching towards diesel buses, Regina had a terrible, terrible fire at their car burn. And this actually burned up, like, most of their rolling stock. They did not have very many streetcars left when they were done. And they also lost a bunch of new, uh, they were called trolley buses. And so those were like, if a bus and a streetcar had a baby, <laughs> and uh, they lost most of their rolling stock. They had to switch to diesel buses almost immediately. So that was the real nail in the coffin for the streetcars. It was, it was. By 1950, they had their last streetcar run, and then uh, they had their last trolley bus run, 1966, and then we were switched to all diesel buses, and we've been all diesel buses ever since. 
So what would you say was the big shift to Regina becoming a real car culture place? Sorry, I missed that because no, there's the a truck. giant <laughs> truck. It's insane. Hear me roar. <laughs> I was saying, when when do you say what would you say was the big shift for Regina becoming more of a car culture place? Well, you see the starts of that in the 1950s. I mean, more development towards the outskirts of the city and uh, more uh, move away from the inner city. You know, the more that transit mattered less than having a vehicle and you see a lot more car dealerships and just sort of the same evolution as a lot of cities. You know, as we look at the history of this, I keep thinking about how I was crammed onto that public bus the other day with my son. We also have more and more people who are moving to our cities from places where they used to take transit, so they expect to be able to take the bus here, but our system just hasn't kept up. And I think that is why Lindsay asked us this question. You know, if only we still had streetcars. And like Lindsay says, we are being encouraged to take transit more. It's good for our pocketbooks and for the environment. But there's a big but if you live in Saskatchewan. Our lives make this complicated. If my kid has to play basketball in the north end of Regina, I'm going to take my minivan. I mean, I've got three other kids that I'm hauling around, and it just takes too long to take the bus. Yeah, you and everyone else. So this is where we start looking at what happened after we got rid of streetcars. You're not Eab, are you? Yeah, I'm, you are? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> hey, looks like you're waiting for the bus. No, yeah. Hi, I'm Leisha. Nice to meet you. Nice yeah. to meet you, too. Yeah. This is Eab Diab. He moved here from Toronto five years ago and is an expert in public transportation. He rode the bus today, but often he doesn't. So just think about that for a second. A person who gets super excited to write academic papers about public transit does not take the bus in Saskatoon. He says there are too many transfers, and so it takes too much time. There's nowhere to stand and warm up when it's cold. So, sure, it's fun to think about the good old days when everyone hopped on transit. But Eeb's like, it's not like things were that good back then either. A lot of people are nostalgic for the streetcars, but if they weren't entirely safe, maybe it's not a bad thing that we don't have them anymore? I don't know. What do you think? Yes, uh, I think this decision at uh, back in a time was making sense. Uh, uh, but of course, we uh, instead of doing other, like having the dedicated lanes for the streetcar, making sidewalks or connecting them to sidewalks, uh, we decided to go the other way and remove them. And there was other options for us, for sure, if we want to keep the streetcar system uh, going on. So why do the cars always seem to win? <laughs> Why? Why is it always about cars? So um, uh, I think cars provide more convenience. And uh, also uh, when uh, after the World War II, uh, all the war-related industries shift to actually to consumer goods. And one of these was car. And basically it become more affordable. And at the same time, we see uh, huge changes uh, in the uh, construction technology. It, uh, so we, we were able to build more houses, cheaper houses. And basically, we, we saw the shift. People start really, uh, we start seeing new suburban area development. And uh, at the same time, a lot of uh, retail uh, uh, businesses headquarters moving out of the city center so uh, basically we uh, the car start to be essential for all this to, and to keep people moving so nicole this is why you and i need our cars to get our kids to sports and to get our groceries because it was assumed that everyone would just have a car 
And this is where the tension lies right now for Lindsay. Our cities are growing. Climate change is a concern. So now what? Eob says there are signs that transit is moving in the right direction. Both cities are adding electric buses to its fleet. Which Dana from Regina says is kind of full circle. Well, yeah, you're starting to see a move more towards electric vehicles. And transit will almost inevitably be one of those types of electric vehicles that we're going to see down the line. So history doesn't always repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes. (laughs) So, Lindsay, what do you think? What's the best route to take? My partner always says, because he's lived in bigger cities too, and he's like you're not really going to get people choosing a different option for how to get around, whether it's like bikes or those e-scooters or walking or transit. You're not going to really like get people to move away from their Ford F-150s, like you said in the podcast, until we make it inconvenient to drive or more convenient to move around in a different way. We appreciate that good question, Lindsay. It was fun to get you the answer. So now, what are you wondering about? Send us your questions and we'll get you an answer. Email goodquestionsask at cbc.ca. That is goodquestionsask at cbc.ca. Maybe you want to know something about the people who live here. You know, a fad that's uniquely Saskatchewan. Also, tell a friend about this podcast. You could tell someone sitting next to you on the bus why they should listen. It'll make that next commute just a little bit more enjoyable. I'm Nicole Huck. I'm Lisa Gravinsky. Stay curious. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.